0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Illuminous Chris Podcast, where we talk everything Lorcana. I'm Zach. And I'm Jacob. Thanks for coming on this journey with us. And this journey has brought us into 2024. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. We are recording this on the 1st. We are late recording because of all the holiday slash New Year festivities of...
1: Shenanigans.
0: ...playing Lorcana last night and Disney trivia.
1: It was a good time.
0: It was a good time. Um, yeah, so today's episode... It, rightfully so as we're recording this is about 2024 our wants wishes expectations hopes dreams you name it that's what wishes dreams and wishes I think really? that fits the Disney thing we're gonna the most.
1: we're gonna fit into the vibe here
0: yeah so we're just going to talk about this year and what we want to see some of the news that we've heard kind of re talk about some of that for the community stuff and what we you know our expectations around some of that are as well and so yeah so let's get into it right
1: righty
0: um, that being said, the biggest change this time is we have a TCG player affiliate link now.
1: Yes, we do. So Pretty fun.
0: it's on um, all of our stuff, like in the episode descriptions on our podcast, on the episode descriptions on YouTube, in our X slash Twitter bio. Like all of the places you find us, you can see our affiliate link. And then for those who aren't aware or aren't familiar, if you go to TCG Player and buy the singles, which, by the way, are very, very reasonable now if you're wanting to buy anything, um, it's you use our link, you purchase the cards you wanted anyways, and we get a sm- very small commission on that, and we're going to use said commission to upgrade our podcast setup. We need a new chair. We need another mic, because Jake and I currently share a single mic, and nice. we both punch over the table and the (laughs) same mic and talk into the same one. And so, yeah, if you are interested in buying singles and you do want to use our affiliate link, we would very much appreciate it, and we're going to reinvest it back into the podcast. So,
1: 100%.
0: So, um, yeah, so if if you are interested, again, the link to that can be found basically everywhere we are, um, which is YouTube at Illumineers Quest, Twitter at Lorcanapod, um, and then all of our different... Podcast distribution channels like Spotify, iHeart, um, Pocket Cast, Apple, you name it. All those. Um, and then lastly, if you have any questions or comments or anything and you want to email us, you can do that at lorconopod at gmail.com. Okay. So first, um, let's question from listeners, which is, this is not a loaded question. I promise someone actually asked us this, is what are the best singles to buy given that affiliate link that we have now? Um and honestly my initial reaction was kind of anything. Like and I genuinely mean that. I mean there are still a few cards that are a little pricey. Um and, and a lot of those fall into the chapter one like action slash song realm, mm-hmm. if I had to say, like be prepared, a whole new world, grab your swords. Those are still I mean, those are all still probably like eight to ten dollars. Which is very, you know, is isn't crazy, but if you're trying if you need four of them, I mean that's still a decent amount of money. Yeah. Um, but basically everything else, like all of the legendaries aside from Rapunzel and, and Maleficent in chapter one are extremely reasonable.
1: For sure. And I mean, even in chapter two here, like Cinderella, uh, Stoutheart has even dropped a little bit. She's at like around nine to ten. Um some of their helpful cards, like even Flavisham is only fifty cents right now.
0: You can basically the only re so the only two really, really like annoying slash hard or I guess three would be like Beast, Tragic Hero, aka Emo Beast from set two, Rapunzel from set one, and Maleficent from set one. Aside from those three, I really would recommend basically all of
1: them. Um, and I, I mean it also depends like obviously on what archetype that you enjoy For playing. sure. Um, and I think that really in every archetype, like like he just said, there's those few that, you know, are pretty crucial that you're going to need. But other than those few, you should be fine in really playing whatever, whatever you want. Um, really just, you know, kind of find the main idea of what you want to play and what's exciting to play to you and what's enjoyable to play um, to you. And really, you can make that deck. Um, and you're good to go.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it obviously it really depends on what you're playing. I mean, if you're playing Ruby Amethyst, like the whole bounce package, I think all of those are like really, really, really cheap now, even the rares. Um, So like the Mims and the Foxes and, and Amethyst um all of your ruby cards you know like the staples from chapter one like maui you didn't touch on lady tremaine i know she's under ten dollars um so they're all really they're all really really reasonable aside from a couple of those legendaries which you should be able to still build around if you don't want to go, go for the big swing which neither of us really want to do that either so i totally get it
1: yep it's uh it can be quite the the hefty sum after a little bit, but
0: yeah. So shout out to Adam. He's a longtime listener slash contributor to the podcast. Um, so appreciate the question and hope that helps a little bit. Again, it's it's kind of vague, but genuinely, you really can't go wrong these days. The prices are very, very in an incredibly good spot. I guess mm-hmm. you should say. Okay, next card of the week. We haven't we kind of didn't really talk about this before. So do you have one you want to talk about, or do you want me to jump on it?
1: Um. Buy me some time real quick and I can... All right,
0: I'll jump on it. I'll go for it this time because I've got one. Okay, okay. So, I i mean, this is going to just kind of turn into the, the Zepha show. Our last episode, we talked about Zepha's YouTube channel and I'm going to do it again. Um, so, shout out, Zepha. Thank you for the continued support in the ev- evolution of the, um, the, the meta, if you will. Um, and that's that preface to say I am choosing Gaston but probably not the one that you're thinking of it's baritone bully the amber singer so he's a three cost three strength three willpower singer of five and amber like i mentioned quests for one so basically ariel except the differences except he doesn't get to look at the top four cards and pick a song but he has three strength and i think that that's extremely important in today's meta because think about the ruby amethyst package snake Three strength or three willpower. Fox three willpower. Goat three willpower. Arthur. Rabbit three willpower. Arthur three willpower. Like if you have three willpower, like that's the like the box to unlock like a lot of the mm-hmm. damage that you can do. And if you're challenging into most of those, you're going to trade. But like rabbit, you're going to stay alive. Arthur, you're going to stay alive. So a lot of the the options out there are, revolve around the number three. And so I think having that three strength to go along with the three willpower, um, like Ariel, gives you a lot of advantages. And so the new Steel Song deck I'm playing runs four Gastons and four Ariels so that you have a really good shot of finding a whole new world or grab your swords on turn four. Um, And then he's also going to be a more capable fighter when he is on the board.
1: I mean, it's a... Like to the other, uh, there's also like uh, I think there's a little Lefou synergy, like aside. That's true. There's a little Lefou synergy. There's in in both Ruby and Amber, so you got little stuff there for some experimentation. That's um, true.
0: That is a good point. Yeah. Um,
1: but overall, I mean, I haven't like you've brought this up recently to me. Um, like last night, you know, when we were <laughs> so recent. Um. But I like the I like the overall concept of being able to deal with I mean the meta which is which is really cool.
0: The Singer Five right now is one of the most important, like abilities I think in the game. So, anyways, that's that's the card of the week. Yeah, and if you haven't checked out Gaston or if you're looking for a replacement in your deck for Aerials because you don't have a playset, Gaston's a good option.
1: Great option. I mean, the the go to if you don't have a playset of Aerials for sure. For sure.
0: Okay um so news what's on our mind league recap all of the above for this 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 week or right. what we've been up to i mean it's been the holidays we've... it's been
1: the holidays so it's been a little bit of a hiatus I think.
0: well it, it we haven't recorded in a while but um i mean we got cards for christmas
1: we did get cards i got a booster box myself
0: i got a couple my family understands my addiction all too well apparently because i'm not kidding that's actually all i got was Lorcana cards <laughs> Um, and by no means is that a complaint. That is 100% a cry of joy, if you will, because I was excited. I got, so I needed one more Rapunzel to complete the playset, got said Rapunzel. I needed a couple more Chapter 2 cards to finish off things on a couple of the different decks I'm kind of working on. I got all of those as well. Um, I got a, uh, I got an Enchanted Sisu. I was really lazy and didn't want to stream any of the openings. And so I said, you know what, I'm just going to open it all and pulled an Enchanted Sisu on the, one of the last, um, one of the last packs I was opening actually too. So yeah, I mean, I, that's, I think my experience has been really cool to see like the Christmas cheer come around the game. And I would imagine that's the case for a lot of people. So for sure. What I know that you got some, some pretty decent pulls too.
1: So I got, um, Best pull value wise, I would say is um, Beast Treasure Hero. Yeah, um, not a foil or anything. Just got a a foil um, from a Chapter One pack, of John Silver.
0: Oh, I did get a foil Mickey BLT. That's my third BLT foil. That's cool. Play I set? know. I forgot to mention that. Playset incoming. Yeah, I mean, there's part of me that wants to do that, but we've talked about this a bunch. Like, I just, I there's, I just can't do that. Although the the foil John Silver, on the other hand, that has me. My interest peaked because one, I need him for my uh, my complete chapter one set, but I also want to play. Or I put John Silver in my discard deck that I've been playing around with. So I
1: mean, John Silver is the man. John so. Silver
0: is a good one. I mean, tra- yeah, and Tragic Hero Beast. I mean, there's nothing to go home. We just said no, nothing, that, like that's the most expensive card. Nothing to sneeze at there. No. So yeah. So good. Good pulls. I think all the way around. That's that's the majority of the stuff. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean it's you know off to tomorrow you know league in year 2024
1: so exciting times man yeah
0: so that i mean there's you know it's it's been kind of a little bit of a, a lull from like a content perspective but not for lack of like from between us not mm-hmm. with everybody else but yeah so it's it's been a, a decent break but i'm ready to get roaring back into it absolutely and with that said, why not just get into it, right? All right, we're um, ready to go. Let's go. So, main topic re- recap, real quick. This is just like the main th- thoughts in our head for um, for 2024, and as Jake eloquently put it, the wishes and dreams wishes and episode, dreams. if you will. So, we have a couple main topics we want to like revolve around. Um, but yeah, we're gonna. It's mainly gonna be focused on what is, what to come in 2024. Now that we're in the new year, so. Um, to start off on a couple personal things, obviously we want to continue doing the podcast. We haven't had any guests or anything on at this point, but we've definitely talked about it and I we need to bite the bullet and start reaching out to other people in the community and seeing if we can get anybody involved because it would be really cool to get other perspectives to everybody listening.
1: Also, if anyone is listening that would be interested in that, um, we would greatly appreciate uh, uh, maybe a little chat.
0: Yeah, that's not a bad shout out either. So. Yeah, continue to grow the podcast. Continue to grow the community. Try to find new ways to engage the community. See if there's any ways we can, you know, continue to help and foster and grow. Um, we definitely want to give back as well. You know, we talked about that a little bit with some of like the starter decks for Chapter Two. Um, those turned out to be readily available basically everywhere, and so it wasn't as big of a it wasn't as big of a thing as it was with Chapter One. Um, so it wasn't as much interest, but we definitely want to figure out a way to to do that. So at some point this time. Maybe uh, legendary giveaways, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, again, like if I hate to just keep plugging it, but if we have a bunch of, you know, people buy singles through the affiliate link, and we have a bunch of TCG credit, um, then yeah, we will definitely buy some buy some singles to, to give back. So, yeah, I mean that you know that's a pretty pretty straightforward one, but I think we've got a lot lot planned for this year. There's obviously a lot of content we've already um, seen leak or not leaks, but the release info on Chapter Three. Mm-hmm. Uh, or into the Inklands, you know. We imagine that there's going to be a lot of stuff coming the fall with like Gen Con as well, and a lot of the other events and conventions. So yeah, we we want to just be involved um, with everything going on.
1: Yeah, hopefully we can. I mean, I would love to continue this as much as we possibly can. Um, I don't think the hype has really slowed down um, from our end. I think we're still as excited as for sure as ever in in Lorkana and still able to have as much fun as ever playing the game yeah um so i think we can only go up from here
0: i agree and on that note um i hope to continue and i would imagine that you will second this but continue to grow as a player um and get better because you know when we started we said we were probably a five we quickly realized we were probably a three
1: out of ten yeah right? out of yeah. ten
0: out of ten. Um, I would say we're probably in like the six or seven realm. That's what I was gonna say too. If I can get into like that seven eight realm, then I would be very happy. And the reason I would say not any higher than that is because I think once you get into like the nine ten realm, like you have to be like your own brewmaster, and 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 know the ins and outs of the decks. When a
1: card is revealed, you know exactly where that's gonna fit in. Yeah,
0: and like you have the ability to look at the set. And like really devise it. And the way that I've like been internalizing it the past couple weeks is I've been shifting around what I've playing based on comments and stuff from other people on the community is a player and a coach. Right? Like a player can be like the best quarterback of all time. But if he doesn't have the foresight to like understand how to like read the defense or play the you know, the stuff like a coach would tell them to do, then you're not gonna be the best player of all time. But if the coach, like Michael on th-
1: Jordan, right, not LeBron James. No,
0: that we're not getting into that one because that one will <laughs> derail us for real. Uh, you know the Ray banter, that's hilarious. The Pascal banter, the the LeBron banter would not be banter. That would be fists throwing. Um, no, but we had a, we had a, a basketball debate last night. If you can't tell, um, but no, like. You have the, like, a coach has the ability to, like, understand what's going on and to really, like, influence the outcome where they may not be the best at actually, like, making that outcome come true. I feel like I'm a very good player and a terrible coach. So, like, once you can switch into that other realm of, like, really understanding the meta and being able to, like, come up with your own decks and stuff, that's where you get into, like, the massive, like, big brain. Of the game, which I'm not, I, I'm not there, and I don't honestly, I don't know if I'll ever get there. I but. mean, so
1: that we can tell you what we've learned from other people, and I think that's where that's where our insight comes we, in for sure. We have um, some really great minds in the Larkana community at our our local league, um, and they really help us out. Overall, we also have other content creators like Zephy that help out a lot as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're definitely spend a ton of time researching and doing things to help us out, and so we condense all that information here. Um. Yeah. So to to put the cherry on the top of that, I've definitely like posted my updates. Not it hasn't been as much recently, but I have yet to win all three matches in one league night. I think eighty to ninety percent of my league night matches, I go two and one. Whatever for whatever reason, I cannot win that third one. I don't, I always blame card draw. That's clearly not the case because if it was card draw, I wouldn't be losing as much as I have been. But my goal <laughs> This year, ideally this split is to win all 3 matches in one night of league.
1: I mean, I I have the same goal. I I also haven't lost all in one night. So no, like, that's fair. I'll continue like hopefully continue that streak as well. I'm
0: I'm on that as well. I have not lost all. I've always I've always won one at least. So
1: Um and you know, obviously it's a lot different now the way that our league works. They randomize the names. Um so the matchups are, you know, always interesting. You know, you're not you're not really planning them yeah, out. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so who knows? Yeah, it could be we could be point. on track for that.
0: Um, yeah. So I think that's kind of like personally continue to grow as players, can continue to grow the community, the the platform that we have here, um, and just yeah, and and continue to to learn and evolve there. So with that said, the game. How do we think it will evolve, and what are our dreams and wishes for the game itself? And I think. The best place to start, which we talked about last time when we kind of touched on some of this stuff for the next set, is new properties. And which,
1: I yeah. mean, we're gonna. I think we're gonna forward quite a few from our, our last discussion because a few of them were were made true. Right?
0: Yeah, I mean, most of the most of the stuff we still want. I mean, a lot of that is obviously still in the same boat. Like my biggest wish is going to continue to be Big Hero Six. Um, on a little bit of a caveat though or not a caveat but a little bit of a side note I would hope and maybe this happens in 2024 maybe it doesn't but if there's a way to like integrate new properties into the release of the cards as well like wish comes out in theaters and they like you know in the next set like you get the wish characters
1: I so I like that concept I just think that'd be very difficult to figure out cause... It would be it would be very difficult and
0: I also think it's very risky because i know wish wasn't like universally loved and received mm-hmm. and so that makes it a little difficult cuz you don't know the you know the performance of the property um
1: i think a big thing would be relying on sequels maybe you know yeah
0: maybe you can do it then um side note i loved wish by the way if you're also a wish fan shout out um but yeah so if there's a way to like integrate that into it it would be cool um so that's not like a specific property, but I think it would be it would just be like, you know, make the movies hype, make the game hype, like there would be a ton of cool releases. And obviously I know the movies aren't going to release around the card releases, but you know, if you have a movie come out in May and the next one comes out in July, you know, then in July you get all the characters. But anyways.
1: No, I love that idea. That's a great okay, idea.
0: Okay. Give me give me your top ones. I know you were one in Great Mouse Detective and we got that, so
1: So Great Mouse Detective was probably closer to the top. Um, I would say maybe my next big big one would have to be um, Atlantis. Yep. Atlantis is is huge for me. Like I think my two sleeper movies growing up were always Treasure Planet and Atlantis. Um, so if we can get if we can get Atlantis in this, I know um, it's not it's not super beloved by like the overall big. Disney fan base. No,
0: but I don't think that's. I don't like think it's hated nece- though. Well, no, no, definitely not. I like it. it, but my point is, is like I don't think that they're going for the most beloved. Like, mm-hmm. I would also, I mean, I would say Great Mouse Detective isn't like the most beloved ever, sure. and so I, I think that they're not going for that. But on on that note, they have you know, quick recap on Into the Inklands. They have announced that Treasure Planet will be one of the main properties in that.
1: Yes, they have, which I could not be more. Excited about. I know
0: the one, and and they've also announced Ducktales and Tailspin, which are huge. Yeah, which I know. Shout out Spencer, who was um, on our our buddy that loves the ducks, um, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. But the the big thing there is like I was super pumped for Ryan the Last Dragon, and the cards that came out for <laughs> Ryan the Last Dragon were very very duds.
1: That's and 100% so true.
0: Um yeah so i i know obviously if we can get you your atlantis slash treasure planets which we're getting there getting close that would be cool um i said big hero six already that's definitely wants to have the synergies between that whole team um and a little bit of a a little bit of like a caveat to this one because they've obviously released it but it was on our list last time would be jungle book there's like there's the Jungle Book, I would say the same thing. Aside from Shere Khan, which is very sparsely played to begin with, mm-hmm. there's really not that much of a like a showing for Jungle Book. Where's Mowgli? Yeah,
1: that's a big like Mowgli's a big miss for me. Yeah,
0: like how how do you say you're going to have a Jungle Book one and then have a blue that is very forgettable and not have a Mowgli?
1: I mean, I I would say the best card is probably Shere Khan. Um they don't they don't even have a car. We don't have a car.
0: We have a hypnotized. We have a hypnotized, which but not... I don't think that really counts. I don't
1: think it does. I mean...
0: No. So my... my Raya,
1: Raya and Jungle Book were both very underwhelming.
0: I agree. And so I guess on that same note, actually, one of the thoughts I was going to have is if you're going to announce a property as one of, like, the overarching for the set, like, make those the OP cards, right? Like, yeah. don't come out with seven Beast cards.
1: Or, you know... <laughs> Merlins and Mims, which I love. Sword in the Stone. Don't get me wrong, but I think that you need to when you announce like, "Hey, these are the main focuses." Make those the op. cards Those are going to be the meta, right? Like, I, I would hope. Um. So I just think getting everyone's hopes up, like, "Hey, we're going to focus on Treasure Planet," and then there's three cards. You know, like we did get a confirmed Jim Hawkins. We don't know what that looks like yet, um, but they did specifically name Jim Hawkins as a card. Yep. Um. Like, so we've been we've named that right like, and I think I would say the closest thing to that in chapter two was Raya.
0: Yeah, if you name Jim Hawkins and then make him a a one cost two two stat line, <laughs> like yeah, I I, I mean I just I, I I can't have that again. I want to be hype about the cards coming out, and then when the, we do see the cards, they are the really good cards C- from that set. Because
1: the more you continue to do that, like it doesn't matter to us when you announce properties Correct. or names of characters. Like it's like. Okay, then I guess you know it's just a name to add to the bunch. That's a very
0: good point. That's a very good point. Um, yeah. So, the do you have one last one you want to you want to mention? I've got one last one.
1: <laughs> um, let's see here. You can go. You can go ahead, and I'll think of one.
0: The. It, and it's kind of touched on, and I don't know how you would do it, but I think given the, the changes that we're going to see to the game, I'm going to say Fantasia, which I know that's, like, way out of left field. I, no, I love that. I know we have I, love that I know pick. we have the brooms. I know there's obviously some, like, Sorcerer Mickey stuff out there already, but, like, I want, like, a true Sorcerer Mickey that is, like, the most OP character ever. Yenstead, Maybe. And, and then I yeah, and then I want like locations from Fantasia. I want just like all, and I know that like locations is used very loosely, but like all of the different art and imagery and stuff that you get in Fantasia, I just think it would be a fantastic one.
1: I love that pick. That is such a good one. Thank you. I appreciate it. Turnbog? That. That'd be sick. You know, all of it. I mean, Can that's the Turnabout Matt. Could you imagine that? I, I would, I'm in. I would in. be all about I'm it. In. Um so I'll go I'll I'll jump off of one that was kind of already pre-announced, and then I'll, I'll go with another one here, but I think a big one is Dark Queen Duck, you know? That is th- a
0: massively wanted one in the community. I think
1: that plays into DuckTales, you know, a little For bit. Sure. That plays into those Saturday night cartoons, I, I think is what they were.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know that I, I have seen when when they had, I before they announced DuckTales and after they announced DuckTales, I had seen so many people ask questions on is Darkwing Duck included in this? If not, when is he coming? And so I think that is a very, very, very hotly wanted one as well. He's
1: also got a big rogues gallery, you know, of villains yeah, that that's could fair. be introduced, you know. And maybe not the most famous characters by any means, but I think that they would be very, you know, a lot of them have unique abilities to other Disney characters. Yeah. So they can add a lot of fun mechanics to the game.
0: Makes sense that. You know, villain sympathizer Jake wants all the, the Darkwing Duck villains. I'm
1: just, I, look, <laughs> I'm just saying it could bring an exciting element
0: No, to the I, game. I agree. I think a lot of people do with that as well. Okay. Um, new mechanics, slash archetypes, slash, you know, meta changing, <laughs> evolving things to the game. Um, we've already, again, we've already kind of touched on this with some of the end of the Inkland stuff being the locations. We know how they work now. So I think given the current state of locations, that's the best place to start is what is the location mechanic slash you know ability granting that you think that would be cool to have?
1: um I think I think first of all like just the overall idea of ability granting, like let's just say like I think that that it, it's interesting to think about because that takes place of certain cards already have like let's say it gives cards evasive on your turn. Well, that kind of takes the place of of Li Sheng, you know, that we already that we already have.
0: Or it gives cards ward, or it gives cards resist. Yeah.
1: That that takes place of cards we already have, um, which I think would be like interesting to see how that would kind of play out. Like, do you play those locations? You know, because the like a leash card like Li Sheng isn't necessarily seen a lot of play so a location that does the same thing, see play you know like I, I don't know
0: yeah no i think that i think that's a really good point i th- i think in general that's the the most thought that i've had as well is like the current abilities in the game but giving it to cards at said location makes the most sense so like giving something evasive or giving something ward or giving something um i don't know like singer even like give, you know like have some sort of like under the sea location and it'd give everybody their you know like aerial singing ability or something and so i i think that yeah again like i we already kind of touched on this like i'm not a deck crafter mastermind Mm -hmm. but i would think that that would evolve the way that you build your deck quite significantly because there are certain cards you have in your deck currently because of the abilities they have not necessarily the base card Mm -hmm. and so if you replace that ability then you don't need that card anymore and so do you replace that card with something else or do you just replace it with that location or how does that work so and what's
1: a big thing too is it seems like locations overall have much higher willpower than you know a normal character card would yep so those abilities more than likely will last longer
0: well and that was going to be my next point is to counter locations what kind of location specific removal do you have because currently just about every card that has removal says banished chosen character Mm mm-hmm or there's a few that deal with items but that would be my hope for a new mechanic which we kind of again we kind of have some of this but banish all items you know the the popsicle Tomatoa, item recursion decks flutes 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 the big one the spell books like all of the item kind of meta that we're in now if you have a banish all items or maybe not even a banish but something that prevents people from playing items like you have the tiana that doesn't allow you to play actions if your cart your hand is empty that's you know very niche mm-hmm. so that doesn't get played very much but the way the the ability to stop the use of items or stop the you know ability to play items or whatever that case might be i think that would be a huge one and then same thing for locations i
1: think number one would just be getting item removal in every ink because it's really only in steel as of right now pretty much um, so i think Getting it, you know, I would say into Ruby at least because that is very removal based. Would make sense. So I think getting location removal, item removal, um, I think would be very interesting. Something I a new going into the new mechanics. Something I've I think touched on a little bit in the past would be um, preventing your opponent from song cards. Singing cards.
0: I think that would be an a, a incredibly cool mechanic. And I
1: think not necessarily maybe like you can't play a song card, but your opponent's cards cannot sing.
0: I that's I agree with that. I 100% think that's the way to do it is you make it where your cards can't sing. Because imagine you can't get rid of an Ariel to keep her from like singing mm-hmm. Grab Your Swords or A Whole New World, but you can keep her from singing it. You know, the whole Steel Song meta would be disrupted then.
1: And I think... Now, I'll I'll just go into this a little bit, but, like, there's other strategy games that I I play, and a big thing is, is once there's a new meta, you make something to completely disrupt that. And it's not, like, destroying the game. It's just saying, hey, this is the best deck in the game. It can be beat, though. Yeah. You know, and I think that's that's very important. Like, I, I know for me personally... Um, the flutes have absolutely destroyed me. <laughs>
0: Eviscerated, yeah. Um,
1: so I think just getting ways like that, and even disrupting bounce. like if instead of a card returning your hand, it goes into discard, you know, something simple like that that disrupts, you know, just the overall play of that deck.
0: I agree. I think that's. I think that's a big one. And I think if there's ways to do that, that would be really cool. Um, but yeah, removal of locations and items disrupting play. I think that is a really cool mechanic if they could think of that. I'm going to piggyback off of one of yours that you've mentioned in the past. Um, zero cost cards.
1: I Yes, I think, and I'll let you go into it here, but I think that that is a very, like, I don't know how they can necessarily do it. You'd have to be very careful with it. Um, but I think it could be a very big play. I think
0: it'd have to be situational because obviously if you... Make it just universally good, then it would be broken because it would be universally good. You could play six zero cost cards at one time and call it good. But to preface this, in the app where you can go to the card filters and like search, Mm -hmm. you know, different ink types or different ability types or different strengths and willpowers and everything, there is a zero cost option in this slider. It goes from zero to nine. So, like, Theoretically, like if you're never gonna have anything like that, it would start at one to nine, right? But mm-hmm. so I think there is a possibility that that happens too. And if we're talking about what those zero cost cards would do, I think it's like throwaway items, maybe, or throwaway actions. And I don't mean throwaway, but I mean like you know you do it once, it's gone. Maybe it, maybe it's like a zero cost keeps them from singing that turn or whatever the case might be, um, and then it's done. I, I think the characters you have to be very very careful with because
1: i think what it would have to be is a zero cost one one reckless
0: i think that that like or rush maybe whew. But, but 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 you don't have to have you don't have to give them lore just because they're reckless doesn't mean they automatically get a lore i yeah, mean i know yeah, that's yeah. how it's been but again if we're talking about changing the meta and changing the mechanics then you could have something with rush that is going to go kill us so, like i said it's a throwaway like it's mm-hmm. going to go kill itself if that's the case, to deal with like hyper aggro or something. But yeah, I mean, I think you have to be careful with it, but I think it's very possible. And again, you know, the, my initial thoughts on it were, that's just dumb broken because you can just keep playing cards. But if you have 10 zero cost cards and no card draw, you're, you're donezo. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's no way to do it. And so I think there are caveats built into the way that the game is currently built that will help make that a possibility. So I like that option a lot too
1: think it's also important in what ink you put it in i think um one ink in particular that needs something like that a lot would be emerald um to help out with the damage kind of archetype they've got in emerald that really doesn't have any activators yet so i think something like that would be very yeah that could be cool
0: um and then yeah we we this kind of kind of like wrap up this section of it we we've kind of touched on it a few times already but like I just want to, something to like change the meta, you know, to, to like you said, like really evolve at the way that the game is played. And I'm hoping locations kind of do that. I was skeptical at first that it was going to like really, really disrupt the way that the game is played, and I still have a little bit of those concerns. Absolutely. But I also think it can shift it. Um, no pun intended on that one, um, because we have Ruby Amethyst 2.0, we have Song Steel like 2.1. I'm calling it now with some of the changes that have been made. And it's those have largely been the two, like you know, head-to-head contenders for like the best decks. The bounce package alone is like bonkers good. And mm-hmm. so, if they didn't prepare, be prepared. Huh? If they weren't <laughs> prepared to deal with that in future sets, then it's going to be a really long go of it because that bounce package is just utterly disgustingly good.
1: And that's the thing too is I think a, a big thing is they need to have a little bit of foresight. Into what's going to be good because, you know, it they've got these these sets and chapters planned a long time down the line, so they need to have quite a bit of foresight to see like, hey, this is what's going to be played. We need to get this out the following chapter.
0: I would imagine they do for the most part. I my main concern is that they didn't see the bounce package as to be as good as it was because when in us you know again we're no experts by any means, but when we saw it, we were like, I mean, it's kind of cool. You know, when stuff happens, when it comes in and leaves play, like that's cool, but you're also disrupting your board play. Turns out that that's kind of a positive in a lot of cases, <laughs> yeah. and so it's it's one of those things where I think that's way overpowered than they initially even expected it to be. So yeah, I anyways, I mean to to wrap that up, I think that you know if we can disrupt Ruby Amethyst, disrupt Steel Song to where like Emerald's good, you know I, I don't want to live in a three year long like turmoil of the same ones being the best. Like I would love for Emerald to be fantastic. I would love for like an Emerald and I know Sapphire's the, the second least played color right now. And it, it, it's pretty good, but it also has to be paired with a really strong other ink where it's like Ruby Sa- or Emerald Sapphire or Emerald Amber or Emerald something that, you know, really shifts the way that you play the game because as of today, it's just evolved. It hasn't shifted.
1: I mean, obviously that could change within a chapter you Good. know i mean it all it takes is one or two cards to do that um for a specific ink
0: yeah so for sure
1: it could all it could all change it's tendencies. very possible
0: and i think the most thing the thing that would most likely change that um with set three is making emerald inkable just saying just saying <laughs> if you make emerald inkable like, that would happen
1: i'll, I'll go <laughs> to, i'll go into that too a card that makes uninkable inkable
0: like that we did touch on that we
1: touched that a little bit in the past
0: I don't know if we have we talked about it on here or have it just been me and you talking about that.
1: I can't keep track. I, I don't. I don't remember.
0: I mean, Fishbone kind of does that, but um, something
1: to the extent of that, just to give your cards overall value. Please. Yeah.
0: No. I, but anyways, yeah. So I, I agree. I think that um, just continuing to shift and, and not just evolve, but. With that said, so the last, like, major subject to touch on this week is, like, community stuff. And not, like, our community, but at large. You know, they've also announced with Into the Inkland stuff the circuits that they're going to do. Um, and I would love to participate in some circuits. I, I want to get more information. Obviously, we know this is happening, so this is less of, like, a wish, but more of, like, a prediction of how this stuff plays out. Yeah. Or a hope. Um but we obviously participate in the local league pretty, pretty frequently. Um, it would be cool to have, you know, some sort of like larger circuit maybe where, you know, you get points and if you're, you know, one of the best at your local ones, then you can go to like the regional, which I know that that's kind of how the Pokemon scene works is, you know, you get the regionals and then the, you know, the championships and everything along those lines. Um, so I, I I would be shocked if like the competitive side didn't work like that. Um, I would definitely be interested in at least testing my competitive prowess and seeing if I have what it takes or not. For um, sure,
1: I think also like the idea of having an official event that's kind of run yeah. by Robinsberger would be very fun, and you know they could maybe have some interactive, you know, kind of elements that would go into that. that would yeah, be really fun. I,
0: I think that I think that'll definitely happen as part of like the the larger you know com- competitive landscape. But yeah. I think even more exciting for me would probably be the community side of it you know the the non-competitive landscape that they're going to do yeah i want to go to an event at disney world so bad i want to go to disney i want to go to the parks i want to have fun with all of uh that side of it and then i want to spend a day like playing Lorcana at disney whether it be at like one of the resorts or one of the parks or one like
1: even in epcot like i thought of this there's a they usually have like an indoor festival media section it's like this little building in um, World Showcase. I was like, just that little building. I could even just picture it. Like That would just be a perfect yeah, spot.
0: Or, or even in like, yeah, I mean, they're do, they're making so many changes uh, to Epcot now that there's a few places you could probably do it. But yeah, I mean, I, I think that would be so cool to, to have those two worlds collide. And so that would be a like more of a hope or a wish from this would be to have a, an event that we can go to at Disney itself Not even a competitive one, but you know, have some, give out some cool promos, go, you know, play some games, meet some people, have some fun stuff like that. So that would be.
1: Could you imagine a Disney Park exclusive card that has like Disney Parks or Disney World, Disneyland on the card? That'd be sick. I'd be sick. I'd be all in. I'd be all in.
0: I don't think that happens because they said they're changing the way they do promos now with just the same badge on all the promos going forward, but nonetheless i mean maybe it's not a promo card but an exclusive card itself that you can only get there so it's not a promo version of a normal card that's already out it's like an exclusive card that you can only get there so that's still a possibility okay um and then yeah so i think that you know however they can continue to evolve like i don't necessarily have a ton of like aside from the thing at disney world i don't have like a ton of hopes I just want to see how it plays out. I want to stay in the know. We'll definitely continue to be updating on the community events and competitive events as that evolves. Uh, but yeah, I just, I just like that's something I'm very interested in and we'll we'll stay very in tune with as 2024 plays out.
1: Absolutely, man.
0: And then lastly, I know we're on the same boat on this one, but it has to be said we want to reveal a card in
1: 2024. <laughs> if anyone is listening that has any kind of say in that kind of stuff... <laughs> um doesn't matter what it is we would reveal anything and we would immediately try to make that meta as possible (laughs) yeah i think that we would
0: both be not not by any means outside of ourselves but we would both feel forced to play said card
1: yeah absolutely it'd be it'd probably be like one of our favorites
0: yeah i I mean Um, how how could it not be like it would definitely be a A Ray scenario where it's, I want as many of these as possible. I want all the foils as possible, as many foils as possible. And I'm creating, like, I'm I'm grading all of them. And, like, you name it, like, they're going to be, like, on a plaque somewhere. But, yeah, I think we got to expand a little more into the visual space to make that happen. Because everything we do is audio. And so it's obviously a little harder for us to, like, display it. So we'd have to live stream it, which is fine. We've done that before. But we have to, I think, the more we can do to show our engagement on the live stream side will help us out. But...
1: We just, I'll tell you, I'll, we'd love to do it. Yeah. <laughs> we'd we're, we're, be up for anything. Just put, just putting that out there. Just putting yeah. it out there. Um, that's a big, I mean, I would, if that happens, I would put a success check mark on 2024. For sure.
0: For sure. Um, okay. I mean, I think that covers it. I know that there's a ton of stuff and 2024 is really long and there will be way more chapters than just chapter three that's been, or Into the Inklands that's been announced thus far. Uh, but... I mean, that's the exciting part is we know that there's going to be continuous updates and we're going to get more cool stuff as we go. And that's what makes, that's going to make this year really good for the Lorcana space.
1: I mean, overall, it's just growing well. Um, It's getting in a lot more hands. I think the future is bright for Lorcana.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. So um, as always, thanks everyone for listening and we will catch everyone next time.
1: All right, thank you guys. Bye.